Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Already Home Podcast. I am Scoots Bronson, and welcome to a very, very, very special episode. I just wanted to go ahead and tell everybody, Happy Halloween. Um, I know Halloween is coming up soon, but uh, I'm already in the spirit, man. I've been scaring my kids all week. And today we have a very special guest, man. Um, really, he ain't no guest, man. He family. This is, uh, he's been on the Already Home Podcast for, I don't know, what, this is probably like your fourth, fifth time. Ladies and gentlemen, S. Foster's in the building. What up, what up? What's going on with you, bro? Just chilling, man. Finally, finally got my, my nose. Finally got a win yesterday. Waiting to see if my nine was gonna get one today. Oh, okay, that's what's up, man. Um, you know what I'm saying. I I want to congratulate the Niners, but I can't because you know how y'all did it. So uh, <laughs> I can't really, you know, what I'm saying do too much love showing on that part. But yeah, salute to the nose, though, man. I think uh, what your boy Cam Akers had a big game, didn't he? Yeah, show it out, man. 144 yards rushing, man. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Out of school record. Yesterday yeah, was a running back man. day, boy. It was. I seen JK. I seen him too. I, was, I watched Ohio State. Man, it was getting busy, man. Yeah, I was going to text you. I was going to be like, because at first it wasn't looking good. And I was like, who defense is playing better? Wisconsin, Ohio State on the rank. I was gonna text you that. It was definitely it was definitely Wisconsin defense. They had to shut down in that early half, man. They did. They did. They 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 just couldn't hold on though, man. But I knew I knew once Ohio State can get clicking, man, because the, the rain was a factor, man. Like oh, yeah. rain is 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 real tough. But once that but once they got used to it and got their groove. Yeah, it just blew them boys out of the water, man. Yeah, man, that made my day. I ain't going to lie to you, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, this, this Halloween thing could come into effect. And uh, Bill Belichick is cursed today. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> my Browns got to play the, the patch today, man. So, I'm kind of nervous, boy. Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous too. Uh, I think Carolina, man. I think they're a good opponent, man. I, I've been I said from the beginning when when Kristen McCaffrey was was drafted, I said I feel like he could be one of the best players in this draft class that year. And it's like now you're starting to see he done bulked up, he done got faster, which is crazy. And then you got this whole controversy with Cam and you know Kyle Allen and you know all this other stuff. Now it's trade rumors and. Carolina man, is real crazy right now. I don't think it's a trap. But the thing is, like, let me throw this at you, right? Okay. So, do you think Cam could use a chain of scenery, though? Um, I think he, I think he could, but I think that for for me at least, I think Carolina is his team. And I think that that right now that's his organization. I know, you know what I'm saying, like he got a lot of injuries and shit that he deal with, but for the most part, like I think if they lose Cam Newton, they're gonna lose a lot of a lot of energy from that team and I think that's really not gonna go too well with that fan base. It, I think they're gonna have a huge problem with that fan base if they do that. I th- I think the biggest problem with Cam is is the injuries. Like and then with those injuries, and now it sucks because Kyle Allen is playing as well as he is, and it's like I hope that Cam don't feel forced to come back early uh-huh. because I think that's been a lot of his problem is he hasn't been 100% healthy. I, I know nobody is, but at the same time, I think that 
Cam could get better, set out like another week or so, and I think that he's going to rush back a week early just because of the success that Kyle Allen is having. So, because I, I, when you look at it, like his that, that MVP year, like he was not injured the whole year. Right. And then coming into that next year, he gets injured, surgery, and it's like he just keeps forcing himself to come back, and he's not looking as well. And people saying, oh, well, Cam ain't looking good. They're like, well, I mean, that's just like Paul George last year. It's like he injured the shoulder. This dude was in the MVP race. He injured his shoulder, and then he can't hit shots no more. And it's like, and then, it, uh, what's his dude's name? Skip Bates is trying to call him Playoff Peter or something, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which pisses me off because it's like, dude, we we seen his numbers go down after he injured his shoulder. And it's like we see Cam numbers going down because of the injury of his ankle. So it's like, man, cut the dude a break. But I don't know. I hope we beat the boys today, though. I always hate Carolina. I ain't going to lie, man. I ain't going to lie. I'm going for the Panthers, man. Man, look, dude, I hate the Panthers, dude. I hate them. And I don't live here. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to say you in that area, them. too. Dude, this is why I hate them. They came in the league in 96, right? Expansion team. You know, anytime you have an expansion team, it always takes them a while to, you know, to get it going. Uh-huh. And it was like the 49ers were, we was, you know, decent you know, between those years, and then it really got bad entering in the 2000s. Right. It was like every time we played the Carolina Panthers, we always lost. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? It's like, we, it, man, we could be on the road, play the Carolina Panthers and lose. I'm yeah. like, I hate these dudes. So <laughs> that's why I always had this thing with Carolina where it was like, man, I hate Carolina because we were always losing them, man. But that's a whole little personal thing. Now, I mean, they cool, they cool, but it was just, they would always beat the 49ers and it would just always make me mad. I feel it, bro. That's how I feel about the fucking Steelers, man. Like, oh, my goodness. Them, them motherfuckers, man. I don't give a fuck how bad that goddamn team is. They give us a game every fucking time. That shit pisses me off. I mean, like, the fact that Big Ben gone, Rudolph is out, and then, like, James Conner ain't going to do shit. They done, not, they done lost uh, Le'Veon Bell, and they done lost Antonio Brown. And I guarantee you when we play them, it's going to be like all them motherfuckers was back on the team. <laughs> I hate that shit, bro. But um, before we get into everything, man, um, for the listeners, make sure that you guys subscribe. Make sure that you guys uh, give us a rating because that helps us get up in those charts, man, and it helps the visibility of the podcast. And please, whatever you do, man, share with a friend. Put somebody onto the podcast. Now that we done got into that, let's get into some news and topics. All right, so um, first off, um, I was happening to uh, be browsing Twitter, and um, <laughs> I seen this picture where like they was uh, they had like some kids in a in a uh, classroom, and they had boxes on their heads, and so I started reading it, and um, India is having a. Uh, uh, some sort of new policy where when the kids do tests that they have to wear boxes over their heads in order to prevent them from cheating <laughs> <coughs> on their tests. Now, the only thing I know about Indian students are like they super fucking smart. Like as a former fourth grade spelling bee champion, I watch the spelling bee all the time. So 
when I watch the spelling bee, it's always like some Indian kid who uh, is is either in the finals or like the semifinals or he's the like they don't even let him spell because they know he already gone advance. So <laughs> have you have you heard anything <laughs> about this story? I heard a little bit about it, um, which I thought was funny because the one thing that I did hear about it, they were saying that if they was able to bring their own box, that they could write the answers on the inside of the box. But, <laughs> but <laughs> that's hilarious. But they, were, but they were saying that 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 they believe that the school is you know applying the the boxes or whatever. But which is crazy because it's like 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 you just said, you made a great point. Like a lot of those students are already smart, so it's yeah. like I mean, who who's really cheating off the hoop? <laughs> I want to like, I want to know what size the boxes are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, because it's because like, it's weird. It's like what, what, what kind of boxes are we talking about? Like, yeah. how are they even gonna see? Like, is it blocking the light? Do they get the light <laughs> inside the box? I mean, come on, it's man. too, it's too What's many issues. On? Yeah, it's too many issues to have this as a legit policy. Like, I want to know, like, are they shoe boxes? Are they like cereal boxes? I want to. I wonder if. They could uh, possibly change it from boxes and get in touch with the dude that be at the Browns game, and he always got the bag over his head. They need to get in touch with him. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got the right idea. They need to do bags. Yeah, I, I, I mean, do they get to cut holes in the boxes? I mean, do we get hot in there? <laughs> do, they, do they got AC in the school? Like, I'm trying to figure this out, man. Yeah, like, like what if they it's, suffocate it's in the crazy. box, man? What if they got uh, what's that shit? Claustrophobia. Exactly. Kids start passing out of class. Man, look, this is insane, man. <laughs> to, to cut out cheating, I can't come up with any other kind of solutions than other than putting a box. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, spread head. the deaths out or something, man. You ain't got to put a damn box over these kids' head, man. Yeah, put them back to back or something. The, right. Yeah, like anything. This, this shit is ridiculous. Um, But moving on from that, we're going to stick to schools. Um, Now, this one is one of the ones that... um. It kind of pissed me off when I when I found out about it, only because, um, like you, I have kids, and uh, I actually have a daughter, though, so they said that there's a teacher in, um, I forgot where it was at, but it was a teacher that was holding a twerk contest in high school and paid each of the students $25, and then had the twerk contest on Snap, <laughs> and, the, and one of the captions was, that these these girls have amazing futures. Man, get the fuck out of here, man. Why you lying, man? Why you making up shit? <laughs> man, listen, I'm so serious. I seen this shit, and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was, like, motherfuckers being funny. But, no, this is some real shit. Like, this motherfucker, uh, he got fired, but he had a twerk contest. In the class, and the only reason that anybody even found out was because he put it on Snapchat. One of the parents seen that it was on Snapchat. And it was a dude teacher. It was a male teacher, man. And he had these kids in the high school twerking. It got to, it, something got to change, man. Man, these, oh, man. You know, it's crazy because when you think about teachers and police officers and stuff like that. It's like the stuff, the people that we basically leave 
that we, well, it ain't that we leave, but the, the trust that we put in these people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and it's like to sit here and hear that there was a male teacher holding twerk contest. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that some of these girls were probably already trucking anyway. <laughs> but that's not the point. But yeah, these high school kids, man, that's the, that's the shit that was throwing me off. Because like, as I was reading the story, I'm thinking like, okay, it's a school. Because they was just saying it was a school at first. In the um, you know, what I'm saying, and the title is just say school teacher pays students twenty five dollars to twerk. And I was like, okay, let me read this shit because I'm thinking like somebody college is lit right now. <laughs> So when I go and see it, I'm like, this motherfucker is in high school. Like, man, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? And and the crazy part is I was just having a conversation with a, one of my friends about how we need more male teachers in the schools. You know what I'm saying? To, because uh, the incident where the uh, the coach had took the shotgun from the one kid who was supposed to be, you know, shooting up the school. I'm like, see, that's why we need more male teachers in the schools. And then, as soon as I turn around, I find out that we really can't do that because these niggas going to be giving these hoes $25 a twerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, like, God I mean, damn, but, man. I mean, I'm with you on that. I mean, for, for a variety of reasons, like, you know, more male teachers for, you know, the incident with that, you know, with the school situation, which was crazy. But it was, you know, it's nice to see that there was someone to risk their life to, you know, to try to stop this. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like with a lot of, kids still growing up without the male influence. And I think it would really be good to have more male teachers because I think some kids respond better to males than they do females. Right. So, and I think it's more of a, you know, a masculine kind of influence on the kids. But I mean, I think for what the reason that you put, and also I think that it would be really good because some people respond to dudes better. But yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, but I don't want to take one bad apple and be like, man, this is what they're going to be doing. They're going to have, you know, dudes in here. Because when you said it was a dude, when you first said it, I assumed that it was a, a female teacher. I mean, I ain't trying to throw women under the bus or anything, but I just felt like, you know, because they holding these, what do you call it, these twerk classes and stuff yeah. that they be having. And then they got stripper pole uh classes and all this type of stuff, all that <laughs> stuff is being led by women. I'm just saying, I've seen this stuff on social media. So I automatically assumed that it was a female that was doing it. But that's wild, though, paying them $25. That's crazy. Hey, man, all I'm saying is, um, you know, with all this shit that's going on, all these classes and everything that's going on, you know, some of these young women could be entrepreneurs later on um, as as they graduate from high school into college, but as long as they graduate, you know what I'm saying, and go to college to become entrepreneurs and, and doing this very same thing. Now, you know what I'm saying, with with the way that society is right now, I understand, you know what I'm saying, a lot of these young women probably dance like that now. But to me, man, it was just super inappropriate because I'm like, bro, you know what I'm saying, you're a grown man. Um, you know what I'm saying, these are young girls, you're in high school. You could have you could have did this at like a... a um, you could have sat in at, at like a college or something and did this shit. Like, why, why, why do it with young girls knowing, especially when you put it on Snapchat, knowing that it's gonna be seen and it's a possibility that you can go to fucking jail. Exactly, because that could be a form of child porn. Exactly. No, it ain't no form of it. Is basically anything with underage girls, man. That's statutory. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he he abused his authority. And then plus, you know, you also got to think of, was it some girls who wasn't 
really with it, but was kind of forced into doing it because they really didn't want to do it. I mean, yeah, I feel that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying. But to me, either way, like, you just can't, you, you can't do that as a, as a man, bro. Like, as a grown man at that, you know what I'm saying? You in a position to where you are an authority figure around these kids. And when that type of shit happens, like, that's some shit you instantly shut down. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I said, because I don't know exactly where they, what, what the uh, school, what, where the school was, but at the same time, like I just felt like when I read it, man, I just was like, man, I'd beat the shit out this motherfucker. He, he'd never teach ever, ever again. And not only that, it's like to come up with the idea, dude. It's like I used to listen to this one dude all the time. I don't listen to him as much anymore. Colin Cowherd, right? Uh-huh. Dude, uh, he works up at Fox, uh, Fox, um, FS1 now. Right. But like when I used to listen to him, he used to always say this thing: if if you're thinking about something and you're not sure, say it out loud, right? Uh-huh. And the one thing he used to always use was he was like, "Don't do meth." He was like, "Think about what meth do to you," and start saying all the stuff. But it's like you sitting at home saying out loud, "Man, I'm gonna get these," you know, fifteen to eighteen year old girls. I'm gonna pay them twenty five dollars. Cause I stand around looking at asses all day, so I'm gonna pay them twenty five dollars to dance, and I'm gonna put it on, on Snapchat. Yeah, that shit make any sense. Yeah, that's just some bogus shit. Like even even the start of it, that's as soon as you started, it's it's already bad. Like I'm standing around looking at asses all day. Like come on, man. Like you, this, this is high school girl. Why are you looking at asses? You shouldn't be looking at asses. Now if they got a badass teacher, that's something different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see you, yeah. you know what I'm saying, stopping past the teacher classroom asking for some help. And you like, you know what I'm saying, Mrs. Grinshaw, I need your help in, you know what I'm saying, doing this, this, and that. And trying to, you know what I'm saying, smooth her into it. Trying to get her, you know what I'm saying, one-on-one so you can talk to her. That's a whole different story. I salute you on that. Or or if you had the teachers in the uh, teacher's lounge throwing that thing for $25 a pop, then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't knock you for that. But, on the, you know what I'm saying, anything outside of that is like, come on, bro. You got to do better than that, man. We got to yeah, do better yeah, as, as, a, as a society with that bullshit. You ain't lying. Definitely got to do better. All right, so um, moving on from that nonsense, man. We're going to keep it kind of childish. Um, Kellogg's creates the All Together cereal in the um, in the spirit of helping out the LGBTQ+. And uh, they also have an initiative to help end bullying. Um by creating this cereal, the profits from, I guess, when you purchase this cereal goes towards um, charities and uh, and initiatives like the bullying campaign that they're starting. Um, you can help, I guess, give them or help fund them to do whatever it is they're doing. Now, people probably like, what the fuck is the All Together cereal? And... Um, when I first seen it and heard about it, I was just thinking like, well, Kellogg's need to be sued because niggas been making the All Together cereal for a long time now. And the All Together cereal is just all of the cereal Kellogg's make. They just put that shit in the one big box. And man, just, it's all mixed up. Man, it's the same thing with, uh, what you call it, uh, KFC. Like the uh, famous boat. 
We've uh-huh. been putting their chicken, the uh-huh. gravy, mashed potatoes, and, and corn all, all together anyway. Exactly. But my thing was, man, like they, they said that they're doing it for, um, I guess they're doing it for, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like people, I guess because people been getting bullied and um, discrimination with LGBTQ. But my whole thing was like, there's no, first and foremost, there I don't think there's a gay serial mascot. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure there isn't a lesbian serial mascot because I don't even think it's a female Serial mascot. So, off rip, you already, uh, you already lost on the discrimination side because you don't even have any diversity in your serial mascots. And then, uh, you got a tiger before you got a woman. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's bullshit. I just don't get it, man. I think that we're starting to go too far with some of this shit, especially with the, um, with the reasoning behind it. Like, if you just wanted to put all your cereal in one fucking box, you could have just did that and just called it the All Together Cereal. And I'm sure people would have fucking bought it because somebody out there is doing that shit regardless of you making it or not. So you probably just made it super easy for them. And then, um, yeah. I also seen that, uh, the, the tampon people are are going along with this by taking off the female um, gender symbol to um, to encourage inclusion of trans or uh, identifying women. Um. Man, like, <laughs> this is this is my thing. <clears throat> I'm I'm a person where it's I'm you do what you do in your spare time. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, I don't have no problem with it. Do what you want. And I'm also the type of person where I feel like when, when you see one of those type of people when you're with your kids, it's a teacher moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I feel like there's some things that are just unacceptable. Like, I've been seeing a lot lately um, with seeing stuff about, you know, transgenders that are dominating high school sports and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, I seen that shit too. That's crazy, like, dude. It, I'm, I'm like, look. I feel like when you make that decision, I feel like you, you should automatically forfeit playing sports, like because the advantages are there. You can sit there and you can take all the hormones you want. Uh-huh. Either way, you, you, you're never gonna be as. You know, just genetically, the way our bodies are made, women are just not as fast as us. They're just not as strong as us. That's why we split the sports up. Right. I don't think that, you know, there should be a transgender that's transitioning into a woman being able to wrestle females. Well, yeah, I I wholly agree because it's like, if you really think about it, I mean, regardless of them taking the... the, uh, the hormones and, and actually switching over and getting surgeries and everything else, they still like they still have their original muscular and skeletal structures. Like they still have all that like they you can't you can't replace depending on when they switch how many of those years of testosterone or estrogen and then expect to get that same amount in you know what I'm saying in dosage in order to switch them over. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about it. For a male, you know what I'm saying? For a transgender female or woman, or I don't know what they call it. I'm, I really don't go through, through the list. But for a, a man that ends up becoming a woman, and then, like you said, he goes into wrestling, it's still a goddamn man. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's just like uh that's just like a, a dude who say well I identify as a woman. Now he going to fight in women's MMA. Yeah, he's gonna dominate. Like this whole this whole thing of like when they tried to say when when Ronda Rousey was on her run that in MMA they was like you know we would like to see her fight Floyd. Now the thing with that is if they're flat out boxing. Like, <laughs> Floyd is gonna clean that goddamn clock. Yeah, but like, but this, the, but the difference is, it's like, even though they're the same weight, is if she was the, was able to get her hands on Floyd to actually be able to wrap up, like, okay, there might have been something there. But at Fuck the same no. time, even if they was no, like no. MMA, I think Floyd would whip her ass. He probably would win, but I don't think it would be as easy as boxing. Just I like, do. Just she like, can't fight. She 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 can wrestle wait, wait, her ass now. off. But she can't but that fight. That was at the time. Yeah, that's what I said. At the time, yeah, they was talking about it because after she fought Holly Holmes, it was over. That's what I'm saying. Because remember, because uh-huh. because that's how Holly Holmes beat her. Holly Holmes just was like, "Fuck you, bitch! I'm just gonna throw punches." Yeah, and Holly <laughs> Holmes actually boxed. <laughs> she and boxed she the, the fuck. Out of her. <laughs> and, she, and she just she. She is the reason why she went to WWE. That's a like, fact. <laughs> that's and, a and fact. And then you know that's the only sport that's it. Well, I don't know if I want to call it a sport. Okay, let me say this. Oh no, it's, it's definitely a sport. Wrestling is real, but the outcome is already set in place. Let me put it that way. Re- like they 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 can get hurt. Yeah, wrestling but, is like wrestling is like the stories, but with violence. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you can see a woman get hit by a dude in that because they're not necessarily hitting them. Right. Like Yeah, every man? everything is like um like stunt 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 effects yeah, and shit. Stunt yeah. stage, all yeah. that type stuff. So that's like the only sport where it's like except we don't say nothing about women getting hit in wrestling and that type of wrestling because we know they're not really, really getting hit. But um, when you're talking about yeah, cause uh, what's his name, daughter Stephanie McMahon? She got like Stone Cold Stunner like all throughout the nineties. Exactly. We didn't say nothing. We didn't say nothing. We didn't say shit. It, it was just accepted. But like now, but when you're talking about actually competing wrestling, and you seeing that these these you know dudes that are transitioning into women uh-huh. and they're just dominating and it's like it's like dude like at the end of the day like you you still a woman like it's not right uh-huh. now my thing is like if, look you can do what you want to do it's your choice it is what it is you know what i'm saying it's none of my business i always i felt no way about gay marriage it's like if you want if you're a guy you want to marry a guy man that's your business you do what you want to do in your personal time right like i don't care it right. got nothing to do with me you know what I'm saying? Even if, you know, if I had a gay friend and when it comes to the wedding, bam, I'm in there. I support you, all that type of stuff. But when you get into, you know, if you want to transcend, do what you do. That's your choice. But yeah. I feel like you forfeit the chance of playing sports when you make that decision. That's just like in life. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like a give and take type thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you want to do that, you shouldn't be allowed to compete in sports. Because at the end of the day, there's still a disadvantage. That's the biggest thing about women, like just women, women playing football. It's like, no, they play. I remember when I was coming out of high school, there was a girl that led the, out of all states, dude, led the state of Texas in rushing yards. Dude. Now that I'm not, Crazy. that I'm not surprised at. Only, only because of, um, 
how devoted to football that that they are in Texas. Like that shit is religion. Like um, we took a trip a long time ago, and we was down in Texas, and we seen um, one of the teams that was down there. And I think we was like, I think I was like, like early, early in high school, and, and we seen this this team play, and these motherfuckers, man, like. I thought we was like, you know what I'm saying, like the niggas in my school was big. Nah, these motherfuckers is like big, big. Like the they I think they had a freshman that was coming in and that motherfucker was already college ready. And I mean like they said he been playing since he was a kid, but I mean he was like fucking probably six one and he was like uh, uh he was like two ten at running back. I'm like, man, ain't nobody tackling that big motherfucker, man, like that motherfucker already in the pros. And, like, and that's what I'm saying. And like, but you gotta also think about it, like LT came out of Texas, Adrian Peterson came out of Texas, and you tell me a girl let the state of Texas in Russia, but she didn't get any scholarship. And the reason why it's like college is a totally different thing. That's like, a fact. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> be. We don't want to be the. Just imagine this girl actually going to Texas University or something like that, and they playing, you know, Oklahoma, and this girl just gets laid out by a linebacker. It's hey, like, <laughs> that's the funniest like, shit. <laughs> that's gonna be the funniest <laughs> shit on TV. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see how the goddamn feminists play that shit out. That's gonna be the funniest shit on TV. That's like, that's what I'm saying. So it's like that's why we we separate these sports like that. Even like it's. The whole point I'm saying is that they they're not genetically they're not strong as us they're not you know big as I mean there's some that are but at the end of the day it's like you know this girl probably can like with the like her strength like if there's a girl there's a power lifter and she bench two twenty five that's uh-huh. like the equivalent of like a man benching four twenty five pretty much like yeah. The, yeah so it's it's still a difference there like. Okay, but to get back to the thing, like, yeah, they if they want to make the cereal, make the cereal. But to to put it behind this cause and say it's for this, yeah, it's I bullshit, think they bro. just, yeah, it's bullshit. They they just trying to find another way to to make money and to try to grab a fan base of like, well, uh-huh. if we if we do uh-huh. this, like, but this, at the same time, it's give and take. You taking some and you losing some. Like, you you might get some liberals and stuff like that, but you're gonna lose some conservatives by going with this cause and it's like by numbers i guess if you look at it like the way the last presidential thing went down you know hillary won by what she won by nice more two million yeah it's like two million so numbers wise they're like well we'll probably you know what i'm saying make more profits like we're gonna lose some people we'll make more profits uh-huh. you know because you know hillary won the popular vote but didn't get the other one, but but yeah, I I I, I don't know, but I'm with you. I think it's bullshit. The, the cause of why they're doing it, but at the same time, it's like if you want to make an all together series, make an all together series. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. It's 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 people out there that's gonna eat that shit regardless, man. Um, on the on the on the uh devil's um I, I better say devil's rejects. I just got done watching that movie on the devil's advocate side <laughs> of the game, though. Um, just to to pinpoint what you were saying. I think that the the only sport to me that could possibly be all like an all inclusive sport, and this is just this is just I mean like is 
I was just thinking about this the other day because of um, they just said that uh, like Allison Felix broke one of uh, Usain's both records. So I think that like if they did like a track thing where like it was men and women, and you can add I guess well men and women you can add trans in there and all the other stuff too. But I think that's probably one of the only sports where everybody can be included because. I don't care how strong you are as a man. I don't care how muscular you are as a man. I think racing is like the only sport that anybody can have any kind of advantage and still lose. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen, I've seen like the the fastest people in the world lose out to a dude that they weren't even paying attention to. Like anything that deal with like the uh the the whole racing aspect of you know what I'm saying? Like far as the the relays, the um, cross country joints, the marathon joints, all those. I think that could possibly be one of the sports that includes everybody, and it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, I would say, uh, for me, I would say golf and tennis. Um, racing. The thing is, it's like with Usain Bolt being the fastest man as far as the one hundred yard dash. It was like it was what nine something. Can't remember what it was. But for a woman, it's still like ten something. Right. I mean, so but but it, but like, think about it like that though. Like Usain Bolt ran a nine something, right? And then who? What did the dudes after him run? They barely ran a nine something. They ran a ten something. So if the fastest yeah. woman can come in and she could do that, she could possibly be able to compete with those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's yeah, yeah. that's the she'll you know come I mean? like fourth, fifth, or something like that. Or shit, possibly third. You never know. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying, but at the end of the day, we're we're in the world where it's like nothing is ever gonna be like. There's always gonna be somebody to complain. Yeah, that's a fact. It's it's it's, it's never gonna satisfy everybody. That's I mean, like, even, yeah, that's that's one hundred percent correct. So it's like it's it's getting to that point where it's like, what like what fucking difference does it make? You know <laughs> exactly, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like honestly, dude. It's like because I know there was some stuff that I used to, like, avoid when it comes to the podcast and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I just got to the point, like, what fucking difference does it make? It's like, like, you never, you never, like, the one thing about this podcast thing is you're never going to satisfy everybody. That's true. Like, you know, and people are going to disagree with you. And because I know when we did one thing, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I can't remember which episode it was. I figured that uh, it was the 100, across, crossing the 110th Street where, I said that I never said this like publicly where we all originate from Africa, but we all originate from a black person Uh because it's been scientifically proven that two white people can't have a black baby, but two black people can have a white baby. Facts. So it makes more sense that we all originated from a black person. And Uh I never said it on a podcast before. And I was like, because I knew it would probably offend some people. And I got to the point, like, I don't give a shit. Like, this is what I think. So Yeah, buddy. Like, it just makes logical sense. It's like, I'm just going to say stuff that just makes logically sense. So it's like, whether whether they win, they lose, like, they're, they're never going to be satisfied. Well, when I say they, I just mean people. I don't mean transgender people. I just mean people. Yeah, I about like, to say, you gotta, people, nowadays you got to classify because they yeah, actually yeah, make yeah, a group yeah. of people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, people in general. I'm talking about all of us that's right. on this earth. Like, there's never, 
going to be people that are going to be 100% satisfied. There's always going to be someone who will find fault with something somewhere. So right. it's like, it just it is what it is. Hell yeah. All right. So, um, man, the, the, the man of the hour right now, man, is, um, and somewhat in the sports world is Michael Jordan. Um, he had a, uh, an interview <laughs> with, um, with, I forgot who it was, but they said, um, they was talking about, you know, saying some of the, asking him his opinion on some of the players in the league and, um, Steph Curry got brought up and then he was saying how Steph Curry isn't a hall of famer yet. And, um, after that interview came out, they were saying that, uh, and to me, I felt like it was an excuse, but they were saying that he couldn't say that Steph was a hall of famer only because he would be fined, I believe a quarter million dollars. And being a GM. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now to me, right. I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't see why it would be an issue for him to say that, I mean, I get, I get why it is because he's actually in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, like I'm sure that they get, he gets an option to vote who gets in, who doesn't get in, shit like that. But at this point, like, if we're talking about a guy like Steph, if we're talking about a guy like LeBron, if we're talking about um, a guy like KD or Melo or somebody like that, like somebody who's an actual star in the game who's an accomplished star at that, like, why can't we, why, why can't he not just go ahead and say, you know what, yeah, Steph is a Hall of Famer. He's going to be, he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, look at his resume. I mean, there's a reason that Steph can actually be in the Hall of Fame. He has the rings. He has the All-Stars. He has the All-NBAs. Um, he's the, what, he's the considered the best shooter to ever shoot. I believe he has, like, I don't know how many shooting records, I mean, this this dude is probably one of the best three point shooters to ever touch a basketball. Like, what could what could Jordan possibly say that Steph isn't in the Hall of Fame? Like, even the reason he gave in that interview was low key like, yeah, I just gotta say this shit because I gotta say it. But we know fucking Steph is a Hall of Famer, man. Like, what, what's your take on that shit? I thought that, I thought it was bullshit. I think I think that he was throwing a shot. I don't think it was. First off, if Bill Self. Is in the basketball hall of fame. Basketball hall of fame is crazy. Mm-hmm. Vonnie Devox. Don't get me wrong. Vonnie Devox was a was a decent player. I didn't see him overseas, so I don't know much about right. you know what he did overseas. Right. But he's a hall of fame. Like, uh-huh. come on. The basketball hall of fame is trash. Everybody gets in. Like everybody gets in. And it's crazy how a coach that's currently coaching, like Bill Self, is still coaching Kansas. And he's a hall of fame. Uh, uh, what's my man name? Roy Williams is a Hall of Famer, I believe. He's coaching North Carolina. Uh-huh. I don't understand these rules. Like it's crazy. well, it's, with but, the basketball Hall of Fame is different because it's just like the basketball Hall of Fame, right? It's not like yeah. the, it's not like the NBA Hall of Fame. No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. They, don't ha- they actually don't have one. It's right. Just the basketball Hall of Fame. That's crazy. But, yeah, I think that Jordan, in a way, was throwing like a little a little shade there. <laughs> I don't know if, if he just, if, if there was a conversation that he might've had with Steph or, you know, I don't know. Maybe he is hopeful that he would come to play in Charlotte. And he's like, man, dude, I never come play in Charlotte. And he's just like, nah, he ain't all of them yet. 
I don't think it was the whole thing of them trying to say that that he can't, you know, legally say it because he'll get fired. What difference does it make? Jordan, Jordan got the money to pay. That's, the yeah, that's what I'm what saying. I'm like, but well, they say Jordan cheap as shit too. Like they they say he won't spend a lot of money on nothing but like gambling and shit like that. Yeah, but this is the thing though. If if you're willing to throw money down the drain for gambling, like <laughs> how can you really be cheap? Like, I mean, it's a difference because it's like with with gambling. I kind of understand because to me, gambling is like an investment. You either gonna win or you gonna lose. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can throw a hundred down and get a million back, or you can throw a hundred down and just lose a hundred. I think Jordan take, took more losses, and and I think Jordan probably lost more gambling bets than he lost games in the NBA. That's a fact. I mean, he he looked like a bad gambler. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a horrible gambler. He looked like the type of motherfucker like if he get a million dollars and go gamble, he probably gonna lose all that shit in one night. Like he could probably hit the first time and get two million. He gonna go back and gamble that two million. He coming out of that casino broke. Oh yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> man. That dude, he he, man. Jordan looks terrible, man. To sit back and look at this guy and be like, man, this this is the dude. Like like for like for our kids to look at Michael Jordan right now and be yeah. like, man, this is the guy that y'all said is the greatest basketball player of all time. Like he that's a fact. Terrible. And and what but, and what's crazy is um, I was listening to um Kevin Hart. Uh, he he has a podcast on Sirius XM. Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they were it's, it's him and the Plastic Cup Boys, and they were all sitting around talking about if um, if Michael Jordan was to somehow come to the Big Three, would people up uh, with the generation under us would they be excited to see him play? And as they was talking about it, they made some great points because uh, one of the guys spanked uh, Horton. He said that. Um, he think that they will be excited because now they get to see like all these, all these, uh, all, what all the, the fuss is about. Like, cause you know, every time somebody get to talking, they say, well, who's the greatest player? Jordan name is always going to come up. And so now they get to see him actually in action and see what all the fuss is about. And then there was a couple of people that was like, man, nobody will see no old ass goddamn Michael Jordan playing no basketball. It was like, if you think about it, the only thing that these kids really know Jordan or, or about Jordan is that this motherfucker had shoes and he was the crying face on every meme on Twitter to Instagram to Facebook. But other than that, like they don't really know Michael Jordan. Like we know Michael Jordan. Yeah, and and I think he needs to sit down. I I feel like Joy would get exposed, and and this and this is the reason why. Like, like even though you got somebody like uh, what's my man name? Uh, one guy black ball for basketball. Uh, Ab- uh was it Abdur or Rahif or Rahim? Well, or- Rahif. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only reason he <coughs> don't seem like a dude like. Michael smokes too much, man. He smokes <laughs> and drinks too much. And he did he was, he was, was doing playing. all that. Remember, he was doing all that when he was with the Bulls. Remember, that's what the flu game was. The flu game, he was just drunk. And, yeah, he was drunk as fuck. <laughs> but, but, but my thing is, my thing is, like, dude, he's over 50 now. Like, your body can't do that shit like you did in your 30s. Well, it's, like, John would get, he would get exposed now, man. It's rumored, it's rumored that he goes and plays one-on-one with the current players, uh... Of the Charlotte, uh, they the Hornets now, right? Yeah, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Keyword, one-on-one. They ain't playing for half-court, man. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying this. I, I heard it was a rumor. I don't know if he actually does it or not. But I mean, if he can, if he can play and keep up with those guys, then I, I'm pretty sure he can at least go to the big three and uh, shoot a couple shots. I'm sure his jumper ain't went nowhere. Um, I'm, I know he not like doing all the dunks and shit like that. But you know, I mean. You know how it is, man. It's the allure of Michael Jordan, man. I think, like, the first four or five games, everybody probably, you know what I'm saying, like, get done up only because Michael Jordan is on the court. And then, like, after that, it'll be like, all right, it's time to bust your ass. And then everybody going to go into Allen Iverson mode and take that motherfucker out. Oh, yeah. So how you feel about how you feel about the top five guys that he said that he would take? He said, he said it'd be him, Magic, Scotty, uh, 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 James Worthy and Hakeem Olajuwon. Is it against anybody's particular, or just like against any just team? anybody? Like they 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 asked him if he could put any oh, squad okay. together to face anybody. That was in that interview too, and those were the names he used. And say so you say him, Scotty, Magic, James Worthy, and who? Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon. I would take <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Giannis, LeBron, and fucking uh, let me see who 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 would I take? And James Harden, and they would bust they ass. <laughs> they would bust they ass without question. That's an easy ten point victory in the game of uh, in the game going to eleven. Like I get what his answer was because see that's how they even got on Steph. Because mm-hmm. he asked him, who would he take? Mm-hmm. And I got two things with that. Like, he said his answer was, these are the guys that I know. And he was like, and if I got to battle with somebody, I'm going to battle with the guys that I know. So I get that. I get why he named those people. Right. And then they asked him, well, would Steph Curry be offended by that? Which was crazy because it's like, when you say somebody like, would LeBron be offended by that? <laughs> Well, Why would you say they, Steph? they probably said Steph Curry because everybody knows that um, LeBron is already at that level where Mike is or where Mike was, right? So when I think that when we talk about guys like Kobe, LeBron, when we talk about uh, Kareem, Magic, when we talk about guys like Iceman, Gervin, when we talk about Dr. J, when we talk about those names that were like the names at the time, like nobody's really like trying to connect that. So like to me, Steph Curry is like a, a he's a superstar, but he's not like he's not like an NBA guy. You know what I mean? Like how Ray Allen could have Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, all them like you could put Ray Allen, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller. um, Who else? Dirk Nowitzki. And you could add a guy like uh, Lou Williams. You could put them five, and he'll still be, and they'll still beat that five that Jordan put together. Uh, it'd be tough. They it'd all shooters. They all shooters. Yeah, they're they gonna shoot their ass out the gym. <clears throat> they they are they are all shooters because his team his team is more athletic than anything. Exactly. And you gotta think about it. Who gonna guard Dirk? You gonna put you gonna put Hakeem against Dirk, a seven foot get a seven foot sharpshooter. You gonna put who who gonna who Jordan really gonna guard for real? Scotty got great defense. Don't get me wrong, but 
I think that, you know what I'm saying, Scotty going to probably, he, whoever he guard, he'll probably get him some work, but he ain't going to shut him down necessarily only because these guys nowadays, everything is movement. Like, back in the day, like, they used a lot of pick and rolls and shit like that, but it wasn't the same physicality. And, and I don't mean, like, as far as, like, aggressiveness. I mean just, just to be able to run the court the way that they do now. Like, the way the game is, everything is so fast-paced that I think that, like, if they did a five-on-five full-court game and, and you could knock the minutes down to, like, eight minutes a quarter, you could have a, a four-quarter, eight-minute game, uh, I mean, an eight-minute, four-quarter game, and I think that whoever that they play against, especially, like, if we picking, like, new players now, they are going to get ran out the fucking gym because, I mean, like, everything is movement. Everything is so fast-paced. I don't think they'd be able to keep up. I mean, you're right. You're right. I, I, I like I like the squad that he put together, but it's really the reasoning why his squad is good. It's because he played around those guys. He played in the era with those guys. Right. And, you know what I'm saying, he, he just know them and competed against them, you know, to not take any of these new era guys. But, but I didn't expect Jordan to take a new era guy, though. I mean, I, I didn't either, but he could have named the guy like, like to me, if we was going to do that, then he could have put Shaq in there. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. could have put Penny in there. He could have put Sean Kemp. He could have put Gary Payton. Uh, he could have put uh, Larry Johnson. I mean, he could have put a, a bunch of different motherfuckers who may not have necessarily been like the, I mean, they were, they are, of course, big names and they legends and they all right. You know what I'm saying? But like to me, I think they they'll probably do a lot better against this new age talent than the guys that he named would, minus yeah. Scottie Pippen, because I think Scottie Pippen will be able to keep up and uh, Magic Johnson. I think, but I think Elijah One would too, though, man, only because of his footwork is legendary. It man. it is, but to me, like Hakeem is, I don't know, man. Like even when I go back and watch his highlights, like even when he's like in motion and doing like the shit that he does, like he just looks so fucking slow. Like, and I don't mean like, and I don't mean slow by the standards of like if you see LeBron on TV and he run down the court, he looks slow. We know that that shit is really is like fast as fuck. I mean, like he looks slow, like slow, slow, like his shit be like in slow motion down there, and it be regular ass play. It do. It's, it's and it's two players who are just like that. I think Dirk was like that, and I think Paul Pierce. Like I thought Paul Pierce was the slowest small forward I've ever seen in my life, but Paul nobody Pierce really so, ever blocked. Bro, this Paul shot. Pierce was so out of shape in them games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I, I just if he ain't had no shot, bro, it, he wouldn't be shit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Paul Pierce is the, to me. Paul Pierce was like that hood dude who was like really, really, really good. Like when you went to go to the court and you walked around and it was like, man, I need somebody to play. He was like, come on, bro, I play. And he could shoot his ass off. Like, that's the only thing he had. He knew how to play a little bit of defense. But, like, far as anything else, like, nah, bro. Paul Pierce wasn't that. He, nah. I, I don't I don't even understand, like, the hype uh, around Paul Pierce. Like, everybody was hyping him up. But I'm like, if you look at, like, once he started hitting that hype with the Celtics, he had Antoine Walker who could shoot the fucking lights out of gym. He had, like, a fucking slew of backups and everybody else who was doing their thing. Like, I don't, I never understood the allure around Paul Pierce. I mean, he's a baller, don't get me wrong. He was a baller at Kansas, but to me, I just was like, 
this dude, for real, for real, compared to everybody else, this is an average-ass basketball player. Oh, yeah. Like, when it comes to three, the, the, the threes, I, I, I name I I probably could put together a 10 before I get to Paul Pierce. I could put a 15 before I get to Paul Pierce. Well, I probably do that too. <laughs> I mean, just just being 100% legit, I could put a 15 before I get to Paul Pierce. And I mean, that that's not like a that's not like a slight to Paul Pierce by any means, but I just, to me, man, I just never understood. I mean, like when you had guys, especially in around the time, you had guys like KG who was doing phenomenal shit as a big man. You had guys like Dirk who was doing shit. You had guys like Omari. Like they was, as big guys, they was doing some amazing shit. And then you had like smaller players like Steve Nash who could fucking run the court and without even looking diamond to a motherfucker he ain't even see yet or you know what I'm saying you had guys like Mike Bibby who could take it to the rack you had a, you know what I'm saying he could control the offense and, I mean it's just like it was so many other players who could do such amazing things and then like you just look at Paul Pierce and like he was tough as shit and he could shoot well I would say this he would be in the basketball hall of fame mm-hmm <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, and uh, and I think what got him to the Hall of Fame was the team that he had with Ray Allen and uh, Kevin Garnett. The fact that it was the core of the team was three older guys who were damn near on their way out, and they put a few a few younger guys around them, and they literally led that team. And then on top of that, they had a coach like Doc Rivers, who was an ex player who knew how to put everybody together, who was a leader himself, and then they put them all together and made that shit happen the way that they did, I think that's what got Paul Pearson to the Hall of Fame. Yep, I would agree. Yeah, man. So, um, And then my last topic, man, um, I was kind of sad when I heard it, but then again, I was kind of happy, only because um, I really didn't like him being in uh, that environment. But Van Lathan got fired from TMZ um, due to an argument that he had with one of his coworkers, and it was, I guess, live online or live on the air or whatever. And he said some things, he made some threats or whatever, and then TMZ decided to let him go. Now, to me, I think TMZ is going to take a huge hit for this. Um, I think a lot of people, especially after the Kanye incident, a lot of people start fucking with Van and realize how great of um, an entertainer and just how great of a person that Van really was. Um, I fuck with Van because I listen to his podcast. I think he has one of the best podcasts um, out right now, which is The Red Pill. If you guys never heard of it, go check that out. Make sure y'all download that or subscribe to it or whatever. Um, and give, you know what I'm saying, give Van a listen because he has some very interesting, um, has some very interesting interviews on those podcasts. Um, I actually got into uh, <laughs> I got into a little heat. Because he had a um, he had an episode where he had David, I think his name is Okulawu or Okulaway, um, but he had the dude that played Martin Luther King in Selma, and okay. he had posted a question a long time ago, like uh, should should um, foreign black people be able to play um, American black icons in movies? And my response was like, I don't give a fuck who it is as long as they black and they do a great job. And then like next thing you know, like all these people was hitting me up like, no, that's not the point. You don't understand. They taking our, they taking the jobs of American actors who could be in those positions and da da da. I'm like, but if it was an American actor who could take that spot and actually do a great job, like, okay, they get it. 
But if you got somebody who could take this spot and not only just take this spot, they have to have an American accent. Not only have an American accent, they have to have a Southern American accent. And then they play this, they, they play this role and they do a great job at their role. Like, what's the fucking difference? Dude, I am 100, <laughs> 100% with you. I heard the same shit with uh, your boy that was in Get Out. Mm-hmm. They were saying that, oh, he wouldn't understand because, you know, he's from over there. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, for number one, racism is everywhere. Western <laughs> culture is everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, so, man. So what's really, what's really the point? And he did a phenomenal job. Like, not only was it a great script, like, the way he played it, I couldn't envision anyone doing it. And you didn't it's even know like, he was from England. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't know you boy that played Franklin. From Snowfall, yeah. See, from, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So so that's the thing. Like, we're going to go down this wormhole. Are we going to sit here and we're going to do this to every single person? So, you know, we're going to do it to the Get Out dude. We're going to do it to him. We're playing um, Dr. Martin Luther King. We're going to mm-hmm. do it to um, dude to play Franklin. It's like you, you go down this list of people and it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like at the end of the day, you put someone in the position that's going to play the role the best that you feel Thank they you. can play the role the best. Thank you. And it's like, you know, a lot of the times when you play in like, like a Dr. Martin Luther King, there's a lot of film on him. Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff that you uh-huh. can study to get his mannerisms and all this type stuff. Uh-huh. And that's, that's why I was talking to my uncle about, um, Godfather when, Harlem, right? Yeah. Cause they got yeah, a guy who it, played Malcolm X on there. Exactly. Yeah. And I said, dude, there's a lot of, footage mm-hmm. of, of, of Malcolm X. So I was like, all that dude had to do was watch all that footage of Martin Luther King and put all that stuff together, get with people from the South, because I didn't know they did it. It makes sense, but I just didn't think of it. Uh-huh. Like, I would deliver to this place on my route, and this guy said that his sister lives in Philadelphia, uh-huh. and she works with the cast of How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. But only, only to uh, talk to them about voices slain that go around in Philadelphia and right, types of stuff right. like that. I was like, damn! I was like, I didn't think about that. Well, I, I mean, like, you know, that to me, that type of stuff makes sense because, like, if you know, what I'm saying, like, if you wanted to be, especially based in places like Philadelphia or New York or. Uh, LA or you know what I'm saying like Texas or you know what I'm saying Georgia Florida like you would want that to be as authentic as possible like for instance like I don't want to see a dude from Philadelphia he talking and then you know what I'm saying he talking about a girl but he don't say John like you like fam he didn't even say John like he ain't from Philadelphia we don't know him like you know what I'm saying exactly. or like or like I, I talked to somebody that's from Chicago you know what I'm saying and then like you would hear him talking and they'd call you Joe You'll be like, who? Like, my name ain't Joe. But then they explain it to you. You'll be like, oh, that's y'all slang. So then when I see shit on TV and I see a dude talking like he, he say he from Chicago or whatever, he don't say that. I'll be like, mm, nah, that's not believable. Like, I didn't hear him say anything like that. Or like they say stuff like you want to work or I mean, like just any of the comp. I mean, any of the I'm going to say competition. <laughs> any of the slang or language that they use, I think those type of things that are put in are actually very intricate because it helps you believe the character even more. Exactly. No, I, yeah, I, but I'm with you, man. Like, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it matters. I think as long as you put somebody in the role, like, uh-huh. I mean, he, you know, he's playing a black man, 
you know, get a black man to play him, you know, kind of, you know, put some makeup on, make him look a little similar. Uh-huh. Like, as long as he's able to hold down the role, like, that's that's my whole thing. That should be like, all that matters, man. I don't care where it's from, because now, now that I've seen Get Out, like, I, I can't think of another actor that could have played their role just as, well as, just as well as he did. Right, right. So it's like, I mean, I could, I could think of one, but I think, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's not a criticism, but it just popped up in my head. Uh-huh. I think Derek Luke could have kind of yes, yes, yes. That's I, I agree. I, I, I agree one hundred percent. But, but to see it the way I saw it, like I'm fine with it. Like you know, it is what it is. But like when people were saying that, I was like, what, what difference does it make? Because Western culture is everywhere. Like they well, I thought that. I don't mean to cut you off, but I thought that they did a great job because, and I don't know how many people probably pay attention to it, but they found a guy who looks like he dates white women. And usually, like, when you see the darker tone guys or, you know what I'm saying, like, usually somebody who look like they may may be or may not be from Africa, those are usually the dudes that you see, like, that white women end up being with. Like, you don't really see too many white women with, with like, light-skinned dudes. That that and also, I mean, because if you're gonna do that, like, I think that, it, and it, it's real crazy. It's really crazy. But like, sometimes some white women will have a look where you can look at them and be like, "Man, they look like look like they date white guys, yeah, black guys." Yeah, exactly. That's but, what I'm saying. This girl, this girl didn't look like that at all. <laughs> well, like at all. well, but, well, she but didn't only because of, yeah, I said she didn't only because yeah. of the role she was playing. Yeah, yeah, because she was just bringing guys in to right. you know, so they can right. wash their ass and all that type of shit. But but but, but like, at the same time, she didn't look like she wasn't gonna say no. Yeah, <laughs> but so, um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that you know, but her playing the role that she was playing, she wasn't really into them. She was just right. trying to pull them in. But like, but I think that that type of stuff does matter. It's like there there is a certain look uh-huh. that some of them have. Is a certain uh-huh. talk that some of them talk, and it's like. No, you can kind of tell, but but yeah, like I don't have man, I don't I don't look I don't look that deep into it. It's like, I mean, if they, if they can play the role and they play it well, you know, what they the do fuck it. do it matter? Yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah. But um, but, so but as far as like, but like, <laughs> but as far as Van, yeah, like Van's gonna be fine. Van will get another job, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Um, but Van will also have to be in a place where his work is going to be more respected. Like, I think uh, that... Yes, that's, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was just about to get to. I was, I was just about to ask you this question. Go ahead. You're on the right path. But I, I think that, that him being at TMZ, I think that he was... Not that Van wouldn't let someone put him in that role, but he was kind of like that black guy in the room. Yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's like I think Van will put himself in the situation where... He's either going to get with a company where they're going to, you know, I, I think that Van will be more in the situation of being in that feel of, like, where Jamel Hill is now. Uh-huh. Like, she has a Spotify deal, and she also worked with the, not the Athletic, uh, the Undefeated. Yeah. And, like, the Undefeated is the part where it's, you know, it's mostly black stories, like you know, journalism and type stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think Van need to be more in that type of space. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind them. Um, I wouldn't mind um, Bossup coming back and getting 
you know what I'm saying, coming back to the way that they had it, because I remember they had, like, a TV show on Wii um, that was doing pretty good. And I think that if they can bring something like that back and bring a guy like Van in, or even have Van at Bossop regardless, just to have him in, I think that that would be pretty dope. Only because Bossop is that, like, TMZ area where it's specifically for black people, and it has black stories. And they focus on, you know what I'm saying, black culture. And I think that that's a place that Van would really thrive in only because of not just the work that he's done, but just the connections that he has. Like, I think he's going to bring a lot to a place like Bossop or maybe, uh, well, I'm not going to say Shade Room. I don't think he should do Shade Room. But something like Bossop or maybe, you know what I'm saying, that he could probably start his own publication or something like that. Um, As far as his podcast goes, I think that him being at loudspeakers is uh, was one of the best things that kind of happened to him, um, only because of only only because of the weight that loudspeakers holds. Like if you look at the 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 product that they put out, it's it's amazing to see them. And I've been hip to loudspeakers for a minute because, like I tell everybody, like the the first podcast that I started, well, some of the first podcasts I started listening to, um, two of them were loudspeaker productions. It was Brilliant Idiots, and then it was the Combat Jack Show. And if you look at how far loudspeakers has, has come in this small amount of time, and even just how far podcasts have come in this small amount of time, and then if you, you know, you see that they've acquired, like, other podcasts from Places where you didn't think that that was going to be possible. Like, they brought on, like, horrible decisions. They got, like, uh, uh, T.K. Kirkland. He ended up getting the show. They had Tax Stone, which was, like, the best podcast out. They just had Star Brim come on and do podcasts. They had, um, who else is it? Uh, they just signed, uh, uh, I Heart Miko. Yeah, I Heart Miko, like, exactly. South show. Exactly. Uh, the re- you know, I never listened to. I tried to read one time. Yeah, everybody say it's like the best podcast, but like I just, I just couldn't. I don't know if it was the episode I was on yeah. or what, but but the read. I mean, like that because I was like for me, it was the brilliant idiots and lip service, right? But then once I started, you know, seeing all the other stuff that they started posting, then I started giving you know the Combat Jack show. You know, and then I got into a lot of other shows that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, loudspeaker is you know, they they have a, a really really good roster of podcasts. Yeah, they have you a know, fucking amazing roster, man. But um, and I didn't even mention lip service. Um, I thought that was when I heard lip service for the first time. I was like amazed that it was a group of women talking the way that they were talking and saying some of the shit that they were saying. And they were saying that shit in confidence. And I was like, yo, this is dope as fuck that these women have an actual platform to be able to speak on some shit and say this shit that not only that they probably thinking all the time, but this is a, a lot of the shit that they say is like men can relate to some of the shit that they say. Um, and then that's what that's what kind of made me start listening to Horrible Decisions when I first heard it. Because when I heard Horrible Decisions, I wasn't as shocked as um, I would have been if I didn't listen to a show like Lip Service. To me, Horrible Decisions is like a, a, a an extension of that. Like, it's an expansion of that because they talk about a lot of shit that doesn't necessarily just affect us as black people, but just affect us as a society. 
when you listen to lip service, it's more so, like, catered towards us. But if you listen to Horrible Decisions, like, that shit is really, like, catered towards every fucking body. And when you listen to, like, uh, uh, 85 South Show, which I wish that they go back to a studio and do an in-studio podcast very soon. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing them do the fucking variety show that they do. That shit is irritating as fuck. <laughs> it's cool. Because you, it's, can't, you can't listen to it no more. Like, yeah, you have to watch it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's cool to watch it on YouTube. But it's like, I miss, I miss hearing them be in the studio, yeah, talking a topic, talking about topics and actually just having conversation. Because like what I think a lot of people um what I think a lot of people don't realize is if even if you go back to this last Brilliant Idiots episode and listen to just the the way that, you know what I'm saying, like a lot of it was Chico. They didn't really have Carlos talk too much. They didn't really have um DC, you know, I think DC ended up well, leaving. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up leaving. But just the fact that Chico was sitting down and the shit that he was saying, like you don't under like I, I don't think a lot of people understand that the the minds that these dudes have is so fucking brilliant. Like they could sit down and really talk about anything and make that shit very not only just interesting, but it captivates you in a way because you'd be so caught up in listening to what these niggas are talking about. You'd be like, damn, bro, these niggas are really talking about a serious ass topic. And you don't even realize it half the time. Only because that they have that kind of they had that kind of conversation sometimes where you just be like, damn, like they really talking about some shit. And I wish that they'd just get back into a studio, man, and really sit down and do that. But um the funny thing is is that I ended up um getting hip to a podcast called More Than Culture. And it's a it's like they branched off of they didn't necessarily branch off of eighty five South, but they all like in a group together, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they all cool. So it got uh Ronnie Jordan, it got Tyler Chronicles, Remo Rye and a dude named uh Kamal the Secret Genius. And they all like comedians or comedy writers or whatever. And they literally like, whatever the 85 South show was when it was in studio and they was doing, like, actual podcasts besides doing the actual show when they was on tour, that's what More Than Culture is now. Oh, okay. Now, I haven't heard of that one. I haven't heard of that one. I yeah, that's a, that's a dope one. That's a super dope one. But I think, like I said, man, I just think that Van is going to be all right, man. Um, I, I hope that he still does the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he can continue that because once again, man, I, I just think that a lot of the podcasts that he's brought out and, and done were um were very much needed. I know he talked to um he talked to a bunch of people, especially at the time that he talked to him when they had something going on. I really wish that he was doing the podcast now because I want him to do a one on one with Tank to find out what the fuck is going on. Oh, I already heard. And and I, he was on the Breakfast Club Friday. He was and, okay. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. But did they address? And, I know they addressed they, it. But yes. What, yes. what did he say? It's 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 overhyped. It's over exaggerated. Like this is what it was, and they played the clip for. He was on lip service, right? And uh, so they said, "Are you a liar?" If you t- they they got on the point, and and Tank said something about if you tell two lies that don't make you a liar. Oh, okay. And you know, ye gotta take it to the, to the extreme. Oh, ye said so if a so dude... Up. If a, <laughs> so ye said yeah, him up. <laughs> she him up. She said so if a dude fuck two dicks, is he gay? And Tate was like, no. And he wanted to stick with the with the whole thing of <clears throat> that 
you said if somebody tell two lies, are you a liar? Yeah. And he said, no, you're not considered a liar if you tell two lies. So she brought the whole sucking dick thing in it. Uh. And it, so he said he wanted to prove his point. So he's like, I'm in a room full of girls. I'm the only guy. <laughs> like, I'll stick it to my tops and saying, like, hey, if you suck two dicks, no, you're not gay. Oh, you're man. Just, it's the spirit. So that, that's all it was. Like, you took it to the whole nother level by using okay, dicks. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> so she basically that's what the whole... Yeah, because Charlemagne was like, but why it had to be two dicks, though? And he was like, because it, we started off with two lies. Oh, okay, she said, okay. if you tell two lies, do that make you a liar? And then you use the whole dick thing. So Tate was like, man, I'm going to hold my ground and say, well, you suck two dicks. It'll be you gay. You might just be trying <laughs> to experience something. So, like, that was, so once I heard that interview, uh-huh. I was like, "Come on, man! Oh, like, man, we just made, we just blew this whole yeah, thing she out did him dirty. Goddamn you, yeah. Yeah, she always, dirty, but, she, dude. but you know what? She is, she is infamous for that shit, though. Like, she is the setup queen. I don't give a fuck if it's on Breakfast Club, lip service, whatever. If you say some shit and she catch you, I, that's why I fuck with Yee. Yee is quick on her feet. Like, she'll catch you on some shit. You'll be like, I, uh, uh, no, nah, nah, I ain't mean it like that." She she good as shit so, at what she do, man. So how you feel about the Gucci Mane thing then? Um, I actually watched that interview. Uh, I I think that I think that what Charlemagne did, he wasn't in the wrong. Um, with him starting up his his YouTube page, I think that's what a lot of people didn't pay attention to either. Um, but he he just started up his own YouTube page aside from Breakfast Club, aside from Brilliant Idiots and all that stuff. And him starting that up, like, he need content for his page. So, to you know, people was asking, like, should he have even took that interview? You got to realize, like, Charlamagne done did interviews with motherfuckers outside of the Breakfast Club. He just interviewed T.I. And um, I think his name is Shaka Singhor or something like that at the fucking Revolt Summit. So, like, he still he still has a, a brand outside of the Breakfast Club. Well, he did he did the whole Girlfriends. Yeah, the, yeah, own. right, but right. They played, it on, they played it on the Breakfast Club, but he did it on his own. That's what I'm saying, but, though, but, like, he, that's... I mean, it like, I mean, it like, Yee, though. Like, do you think Yee really hit Gucci Mane up, or do you think Gucci Mane is... is Oh, uh, you talking about as far as like what they say? That I mean, that I don't know. Only because, like, I know she she made a, com- a comment like, um, "Go go Google what he looked like in two thousand nine or some shit like that." And that could have been the case. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it could have been maybe she DM'd him for some other shit, like far as work or something, and he just took it as. Oh, she trying to fuck, or she DM me, she must want to dig or whatever. But I mean, it it ain't no telling, man. Like, I, honestly, I just think that that all this shit was unnecessary. Like, they, you know what I'm saying? The fact that he even said this shit to begin with, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they was on me. Even she jumped in my DMs when they, when they did that interview. I would have never said no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's just not one of those things that you do. First and foremost, you on her platform. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't do that to try to disrespect. Like I felt like that was like just a, in a sense of kind of a disrespect because it's like even if she did that, she did that in confidence of DMing you. So wouldn't nobody else see? Yeah. It? I could see if she tweeted out like, "Ooh, I want to fuck Gucci Man." That'd have been something different. 
what I'm saying? That's yeah. where everybody that, you know what I'm saying, everybody that follow her, everybody that follow Gucci, they can see that shit. But the fact that she DM'd you and shit and she said it, like, you you don't do it. wasn't like she was shitting on him in the interview. Like, I would never fuck a guy like you. And then he, re, you know what I'm saying, he replied like, nah, but you tried to DM, you know what I'm saying, some shit like that. Like, so for him to even bring that shit up to me was some bozo shit. But, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I from, from what he said in the interview with Charlamagne, like him even disrespecting DJ Envy, to me, I just thought it was unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wasn't nothing that needed to necessarily be even brought back up. I know that they, uh, I know he was saying, like, they said something about it because they was doing, like, Breakfast Club Court or something like that. Yeah. And that's how it even came out back up to begin with. But, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I just think it's all blown out of proportion. It's unnecessary. It's, it's not nothing that should have even really been focused on. I think that. If Gucci really wanted to have something to say, I think that he should have let his wife say something, um, only because he's talking about a woman. And I, to me, any time, I mean, if he would have said some shit just, just directly to DJ Envy because of that, then that I probably would have had a different outlook on it. But I just feel like any time a dude, especially a dude in his uh, position, anytime they talk to women like that, I just, I, I can't really respect it because it's like, it, to me, man, it ain't necessary. Like, you Gucci man, bro. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? You ain't like a fucking Lil Nas X to where, like, we ain't looking at you like a fucking killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't went to jail for murder, my nigga. You gonna talk crazy to this woman? Like, at this point, it's like, I, I don't know, man. It, it just kind of took some of that, that allure away from me. Like, when I seen that, I was just like, oh, yeah, this nigga's a bozo, low-key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel you. I 100% agree with you. I was just wondering what you thought about it because we were talking about ye. And I was like, well, that's it. I mean, you were just in the news, uh-huh. you know, with the whole Charlemagne doing the interview. And I'm with you. Like, <clears throat> he has to have content and he's not bad. He was, and they all say he's not bad for uh-huh. the club, but it was just more of a situation. Like, he was like, look, man, I signed up the interview and, you know, we just went ahead and just did it on my platform. Like, yeah. what difference does it make? Yeah, and I and I mean like you know what I'm saying if if it was one of those things to where like if he would have had him at the Breakfast Club, they to me I feel like they have enough of a rapport to be like well I don't feel comfortable being here I'm not gonna be here because even um I believe like Maul said it from Joe Button podcast he was like well shit when they did the Troy Ave interview Charlemagne was like I'm not gonna sit in because tax is my man. So if they feel uncomfortable being there, then don't be there. Like, what difference do it make? As long as the interview is done, the interview is done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I just, to me, it's, it's too much. It's too many politics that go on into that shit. And I just felt like it was unnecessary and all. Like, that's just some shit they could have breezed over and kept it pushing. I mean, it, it made for great, it made for some great content. You know what I'm saying? For Charlemagne at the end of the day, which you can always appreciate that as a content creator, but... At the end of the day, like you gotta, you gotta breeze past the small shit, man. Yep, I agree. Yeah, so now we're gonna get into um, another segment that I got, man. The top five. <laughs> yeah, so this week's top five is comic book characters. Um, and since I got my man S. Foster on here, um. And I know how hard it is to do top fives. We're going to add in um, an honorable mention as well. So I'm going to go ahead and start off. I'm going to let you get a little bit of time to think about how you want to do it. And then um, after that, we can talk a little bit about it. So um, 
my top fives, and of course, this is in no order except for number one. My number one is the Joker, um, and then following that, it's the Hulk, the Punisher, Magneto, and Aquaman, and then my honorable mention is Venom. Hmm. Okay, well, for me, uh, Joker's in there. Um, I would have to go. Let's see, Joker, I go because you put me on the spot. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be a top five. I didn't know what though. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, off the top of the dome, Joker, uh, Wolverine. Um, let's see, Wolverine. Uh, uh damn. Top five. Top five. Wolverine. Let me go. Damn. That's just tough. Man, it took me all week to put this list together. It, I do. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really tough because it's so, it's so many people. And then the thing is, what I struggle with uh-huh. is like a lot of the times, the villains be the best people. The, and you know what? And I've always been a, a fan of villains. So that's what, to, to me, that's what made it just a tad bit easier. Um, and mind you, it's comic book characters. It ain't superheroes, villains. No, it's just whoever was in the comic book. It don't matter if there's a... Uh, it don't matter if they was just a, a regular occurring, like it could be Jimmy Olsen. It's just as yeah. long as they're in the comic book, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, okay, okay. So we got we got Joker. Um, we got Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Play uh, uh I'm sick of Spider Man. <laughs> Man, me and you both. I can't stand Spider Man now. Yeah, so I make them another, but the only thing that makes them great is is villains. His villains be off the chain. That's true. Um, that is true. Because you put Venom in as an honorable mention. Yes. Um. Damn. I would say. I would say Thor. Okay. Black Panther. Uh-huh. And... Oh, man. The only reason I want to put Batman in there is because of his villain. Yeah, yeah, I I, I see what you mean there, yeah. You wouldn't be wrong, though. Think, you definitely wouldn't be wrong, I think, though. I think I would put him in there, and, and I think that... Batman is definitely villain, a top five. I think for for the honorable mention, the only reason I put Spider Man in there is because of his villains. True, true. Now, for me, the Joker is my all time favorite comic book character, only because he, first and foremost, he he doesn't have a real origin story, right? And well, they got one now. Well, they got two. They they got a couple of them actually. But this the the one that they just came out with, which we really about to get into that because this was one of the reasons I wanted you on. Um, but the Joker to me is he's the ultimate. He to me he's not even a villain. Like uh, if you go back and watch Black Panther and, and you watch Killmonger, Killmonger really is not a villain. Killmonger is just. <laughs> Uh, it's just, I mean, really, he's just a product of, I hate to say he's a product of two societies. He's a product of, um, excuse me, he's a product of Wakanda, and then he's a product of America. And the stuff that they were going through in America, and the fact that Wakanda could have came back and helped, and they didn't, 
was kind of what ended up creating Killmonger on top of him, you know what I'm saying, losing his dad to his uncle and all this other shit. So when you look at him, you don't, I'm like, even when I watched the movie, I think that a lot of people related to Killmonger only because he was so Americanized and they kind of felt that, that anger and that pain that he had, right? So when I look at the Joker, I look at the Joker in the, in the same way. It's like you got all of these motherfuckers that's living in, and you got to think about at the what they talking about. You got to think about Gotham. Like Gotham is for for better or worse a shitty place. Like you got motherfuckers like struggling in Gotham. But then you have like the aristocrats in Gotham who like are living the life. They getting all the shit and then you got the bottom half who like, man, we ain't got a goddamn thing in this motherfucker. And to me, he is the middle of that. Like he is, he's a crime boss, but he's also like, he can also relate to the people at the bottom. He don't necessarily have to be amongst the aristocrats, but he can also go down to the bottom and relate and hang out and chill with them. And to me, that's what the Joker kind of represents. He kind of represents just that, that connection between, okay, it's a bunch of bullshit going on and y'all not acknowledging it. And, Somebody need to do something about it. So I'm going to be the guy that does something about it. Like, you got a guy like Batman. Batman is, he's an aristocrat, but he's also, um, they say a vigilante, but at the end of the day, he's a hero. Like, he's he's stopping these guys from destroying the place that they live in. But at the same time, like, he's not really doing anything to better the place that they live in. Like, a lot of people look at the villain as Joker and the hero as Batman. But the reason I fuck with Joker, because I look at Joker as a hero instead of looking at Batman as the hero. And I look at Batman as the villain, because I'm like, dude, you're a fucking billionaire. You could change this shit by, by the time the fucking moon comes up. And you still don't fucking do it. Yeah, like... All he got is that one orphanage thing because he was <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like to me it's, it's just like like, it, like dude, yeah. get these motherfuckers some jobs, man. Yeah, because it's like you got all this money, but you spending all your money, like you donate money to this orphanage, but one orphanage thing. Mm-hmm. They only show one orphanage place, but then at the same time, you're using all of your profits to upgrade all your gear and to get all of this exactly super motorcycle and all this type this shit motherfucker got a tank going. that drive around like a Lamborghini and he can't get a new goddamn homeless shelter on the corner of 15th and 9th in order for these motherfuckers to survive I don't get it man exactly exactly and then Joker Joker is like a symbol uh-huh. and it's like people look at him and they're like well he's the only person who is standing up for exactly you know what I'm saying? The purpose that we have. Exactly. It's like, is he going about it the right way? We don't know. But at the same time, is Batman going at it the right way? Exactly. But um So Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say that, you know, I think that and then they relate more to Joker because they're like, Joker ain't got no damn address. Yeah. We know what <laughs> we know well, we know where Bruce Wayne stays. Yeah, yeah this motherfucker ain't helping us out with shit. Exactly. It's like, you know, this dude got this big ass nice building. He got all these Lamborghinis and motorcycles and all this type shit. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? He he's buying out fucking we call them ladies when they had that one ballet thing in Dark Knight. He bought the whole damn thing out. Oh, the um the ballerinas? Uh, yeah, yeah, bought that whole shit out. Man, you could have used that bread to damn 
know what I'm saying? Gave it to these people, donated it to a cause. That That's what I'm saying, man. Get the schools better, goddammit. Open up a factory. Why don't you have uh, American-made products, Bruce Wayne? You wanna you wanna come up with all these gadgets? Get some American made gadgets. You know what? That's what we. That's what niggas need to question. Batman got Chinese made gadgets. <laughs> that's what they need to find out what's going on. Why do, why does Batman? Uh, why does why does Batman send all his uh, jobs overseas in order to make his equipment? That should be the new comic book that they come out with. And then let, let's see how that. <laughs> Let's see how that one out. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, man, speaking of Batman and the Joker, man, the Joker movie just came out. And um, I'm not going to lie, bro, I wasn't impressed. I thought that it was, um, I thought that it could have been a lot better. I, th- I thought that they focus was too much on mental health, and I think that it overtook, um, the the PC of the movie, and the only reason I'm saying PC is because of what it was about, the theme of the movie. And I think that the, the PC theme of the movie kind of took over the allure of the Joker, right? So, like, this was supposed to be an origin story of how he became who the Joker is. But I I didn't, I didn't see the Joker in Joaquin Phoenix. Like, there was no menacing... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have that menacing vibe to him. He didn't have that criminal vibe to him. He just was like a uh, a dude who basically was just getting pushed around and eventually had an outburst. Yeah, I see where you're going. Like I like the way I had put it was, I mean, it's a slow burn, and they did make it focus it around mental health, but at the same time, I felt like what the the vision that that they tried to put it in uh-huh. <clears throat> i don't think it was like i saw the other day that it has growth it just became the highest growth rated our movie ever right it just passed i don't, I don't think right? it was that good yeah like, see that's I what i'm saying i i didn't no, think no, it was that deadpool, good either. just of i think all movies well no uh, only reason i said deadpool because deadpool just had that record oh oh okay okay well i thought deadpool was the highest rated marvel not rated, not Marvel, but comic book. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Right. But I don't think it was that good. I don't either. And and it's kind of, and I used this example on, you know, when I did 28 Minutes or Less, was they kind of giving him an excuse, kind of like. Exactly, exactly. Like they did, like I used Intervention. Uh-huh. Like what I don't like about the intervention show is like they go into these, these people's childhood and they say, oh, well, they had this traumatic moment when the father left or, you know, or, you know, this person had someone die and, and all this type stuff. And then that what drove them to this. It's like, hold up, man. Like, <laughs> we, we can't sit here and say just because he got pushed around, he got beat up. Now, granted, when you do take funding out of mental health, and people don't stay on the medication that they're supposed to be on. That type of stuff is huge, right? I, that, that that's not an excuse. That's a reason. But I feel like with them taking the approach that they took, it kind of made it seem like, well, 
it's only because one thing that he kept mentioning was like all he wanted was people to like just be kind to him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so now you're telling me if people don't be kind to you, you can it's okay to kill them? Well, I it's, I felt like in the movie, man, it was like to me everything everything happened so so oddly because it was it was scenes in the movie where he was like daydreaming about shit, and then it was scenes in the movie where he was like it was really going on. And to me, the lines were too blurred into whether it was a daydream or whether it was the real thing, right? So like they never got into they they really never got into him and the girl having the relationship that they had because it was a point in the movie that where like. Um, and if anybody haven't seen Joker yet, I'm sorry. It's gonna be some spoiler alerts because I don't I don't hold back on that shit. If if you ain't seen it, then that's on you. It's been out long enough. But um, when they were in the elevator, right, and she did the the gun to the head thing, and mm-hmm. he didn't know how to take it at first, and she was continuing to be nice to him. The little girl was being nice to him too. So he did it back in the hallway, but his was like a lot more creepier than what hers was, right? But she still, like, she didn't really necessarily take it that way. She was more so taking it like, yeah, like, exactly. And so once that happened, and then it was, like, the I think another scene later on in the movie was, like, he get off the elevator, he go knock on her door, and when he knock on her door, they just start kissing. And then she closed the door. And then the other scene was he go back into, uh, he go to her apartment and he sit in her apartment. And when she get in, she like, what are you doing here? And then he kill her. And I was like, they didn't even elaborate on the, on the, on that relationship. Because remember when his mom was in the hospital, she was there with him. Yeah. Now I think that, go ahead. I think all that shit, I think that shit was fake. I think, I think the, the parts where, she was giving him that really good attention mm-hmm. as far as being like being at the uh comedy show. She wasn't at a damn comedy show. Right. Like like she wasn't in the hospital with him. He didn't make out with her and all that type stuff. And it's like they showed you towards the end where they was like, oh man, like cause see I didn't know. I just thought it was weird. I was like, I get almost anybody can get some, but like this don't make sense. Okay, so that's what that was at the end where they was going back through everything. So basically, all that shit was him imagining that. Yeah. Okay. Now, like, okay. Well, now it makes sense. It. Okay. Yeah. Now it's starting to make sense. Now. Okay. That's the way I took it. I took it as in uh, like now they're going over his head because now he's thinking like, damn, like did this really happen? Right. And then it was, you know, then it was like going through his head like, oh shit, like this didn't even happen. And then you get to thinking like damn, he was off his meds. He didn't start having those thoughts about her until his therapist told him that they, they couldn't have any more sessions and uh-huh. he couldn't get his, his medication anymore. Right. And so I think that that part of it made it make a lot of sense, but then also the Joker didn't really get attention, well, positive attention anyway, until he killed those two people on the subway and the reaction of the way that people took it, he was like, I'm being nice to people, you know, I'm entertaining people, and I keep getting shitted on. But then I murdered these two people, and then I become a symbol because they said it was a guy that had his face painted, 
And he's like, well, how else do... He was like, if this is the only way... Everybody wants good attention. Uh-huh. And it's like, if this is the only way he can get good attention, he's like, well, shit, I'm going to continue to do this. But I think what really took him over the edge was Thomas Wayne, who, who which... Which they made him an asshole <laughs> because we never knew. This is the thing. Yeah, we didn't know much about him. We, yeah. All they would keep showing us was that bullshit scene where they, where, his, where they both died. Where, where they both got shot. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen it like 10 times. But we don't know nothing about Thomas Wayne. Right. But, like, they made him a flat-out rich asshole. Well, I mean, to me, I felt like... Uh, hold on, hold on real quick. Let me take a break, and then uh, we're going to come right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Norris State of Mind. Two young brothers come together to create a unique and chill brand of clothing. Stylish and innovative. The shirts, hoodies, and other apparel are available for you only at NorrisStateOfMind.com. That's Norris State of Mind. Get yours. Also... Don't forget to check out their YouTube page, Immaculate Bros, where they do all kinds of trick shots, catches, and challenges. Be sure to subscribe and get notified when they drop new videos. Okay, so uh, we'll speak about Thomas Wayne, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was saying that, like, we didn't know much about him, but uh, they made him an asshole. And, like, this is the way I interpret it. You tell me that you think the same thing. Uh-huh. I think that when Joker's mom was working for him. He took advantage of her. I'm not saying that he raped her, but like, let's just say they had sex or whatever. She gets pregnant and he's like, oh shit. Well, I got money. I got power. If I can't get her to abort this baby, then what I can do is I can forge some papers for her to sign to make it seem like she adopted this child and she put father unknown because the father the child was adopted uh-huh. so it don't fall back on him because if she gets pregnant while she's working for him and she ain't got no boyfriend right it's gonna fall back on man i had this baby out of out of what this is it's like called whitlock yeah it is it's still called yeah, out of whitlock. he had an affair and, married. yeah he had an affair yeah. and had a side baby yeah in which that changes the whole fucking joker batman thing it it, it this whole story is flipped upside down. If if all in all actuality, they're really brothers. Well, and see, that's what I took. Yeah, well, see, the the thing about the movie that I did appreciate was, in the totality of it all, there still is no origin story. Like we still don't know. Excuse me. We still don't know certain aspects of his background that really made him become the Joker because they can say like, okay, he became the Joker because he was getting uh bullied and he was getting made fun of. Or you could say that he ended up basically becoming the Joker because after his failed comedy night, he ended up regardless of whatever happened, he still got embraced for killing those dudes. Or you could even say, well, he kind of became the Joker because Thomas Wayne was supposed to be his dad and he didn't know whether or not that that was his dad or not. And he basically ended up in a, in a weird way, killing his mom. So 
when you see like when you see all the different aspects you could take from the movie because that's why I said to me the movie was it was all right but it just it, it didn't hit the spotlight cuz it was so much that they left unraveled instead of bringing certain shit together and having an actual certainty of certain things like it was so much that was left everywhere that it was just like uh I I just I don't know, man. It, to me, it was just weird. Like as far as the Thomas Wayne thing went, I think that was something that the way that they the way that they did those scenes, I think that as far as the like figment of his imagination thing, I think that was a part of that. Like his mom kept saying, like maybe you should talk to him, maybe you should talk to him. But if you think about it, if if his mom was mentally uh, or his mom was mentally unstable. That would make sense as to why he was that way too, right? Exactly. So to me, that's that's what I took from it. Like, oh, okay, so his mom really was crazy. So now it explains why he going through the shit he going through because maybe it got passed down, or or maybe it's just a genetic thing that he had to deal with. Because to me, I didn't I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Thomas Wayne was his dad only because like. To me, I felt like that was something he could have kind of kept under wraps, being who he was at the time. Like he, like Thomas Wayne is a big dog in Gotham, so he could have been like, "Yeah, you know, what I'm saying we had a, a situation going on, blah, 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 blah." But he could have had like an, a, a a relationship with him on the side, knowing that that's his his son or quote unquote his son. But just the way that Thomas Wayne was saying it, like, yeah, like, you, you don't even understand, do you? You adopted. Like, to me, it felt like she was attacking him and kept saying, like, that's your son. And she was crazy. So she was saying that Thomas Wayne and her had an affair when really it didn't. And in some kind of weird way, it probably affected Thomas Wayne's, you know what I'm saying, relationship with, uh, I think her name, Martha, with Martha Wayne. And then all of a sudden, like, if, even if you look at it like that, so if Batman and, and the Joker are brothers, this motherfucker got to be at least like, what, <laughs> 15, see, 10, see, 15 years see, ahead of his brother? See, and I thought, and I thought about that. And because I, I don't, I think that because we know that, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is as old as he is, I don't think that he was playing that age. That's what I I'm saying. With, yeah, I think that he was probably in his 20s mm-hmm. which still would make him because i think bruce wayne was like what six but see that's what I, that's what i mean like in the in the in the movie he had to be in his 20s so if he was in his 20s bruce wayne at the time when they showed him in that in that scene he was like maybe like what eight maybe ten yeah like that's a so huge ass gap yeah it, <clears throat> it, it, it is it's, it's a huge gap and and I could and I could be wrong because like you said like all of that like she could have thought all of that up in her head exactly but at the same time with I think that the reason he ended up killing her was because he just felt betrayed because he she was the one person that he trusted yeah that, that's all, like, that, that's the only was, person he had yeah, yeah it was the only person he had and at the end of the day he felt betrayed so he was like you know, well, you got to go. Right. But at the same time, in his mind, he was going to take himself out too. But I think that the way that 
you know, being on that TV show, the way that he was treating him and the way he kept coming at him, uh-huh. I think that he he switched up. Because I, I think his plan was to shoot himself on private. Well, yeah, you know, on, on live TV. TV. I, seen, I yeah. seen that part, too, where he put the gun to his head and go, like that. But on top of that, though, remember before that happened, <coughs> excuse me. Before that happened, remember he had he had the gun in his waistband, and he was supposed to say that little line or whatever, and then pull the gun out and then shoot him. But remember, he messed it up when he pulled the gun out. Yeah. So that's why I was like, nah, I don't think he was gonna kill himself because even when he did it, it just didn't seem like I don't know. It just didn't seem like like probable. Like he just the, the way he did it was like pow, and then he he it wasn't like no. It wasn't no nervousness around it when he like when he faked that part. Like it wasn't no nervousness, no nothing. He was just too certain of it, and that's why I was like, I I didn't think he was gonna do that. Yeah, and 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 my thing with the whole thing, cause I see what you're saying, because when you, when you look at the Heath Ledger one, uh-huh. like, which is still mind boggling to me that it's a two hour movie and he's only in it for 30 minutes of running time. And he still and every scene in that stole movie. the whole movie. Yeah, he still every scene in that stole movie. the whole man. movie. And, and like, when you think about because I think that what some people probably didn't catch was when he would talk about scars on his face, he talk, he, he would tell a different story. Right, right. And I think that what we've seen just for him telling different stories was this dude got a little bit of psychological problems here. Because, but, but even even the and uh, uh, even the even the lip licking thing that was a that's a, a a disorder. Yeah, and the disorder that they used in the <laughs> other one was he would do that awkward laugh, and like you know, because it, which was I I, I don't know I, I didn't like the, the the awkward laugh thing. I just thought that was too. I felt like that was too obvious. Well, like. I don't think that they I don't think that they use that to their benefit because I think that they could have took that and made it something a a lot more prominent like with the with the awkward laugh thing right it's it seemed to me like whenever he got nervous or he had like some type of anxiety or anxious moment that's when it would happen like when yeah. he was talking when he was with the little boy on the bus and then the lady turned around and she was like leave my son alone and then he started laughing. To me, it was like that nervousness had kicked in, and he just instantly used, like, you know what I'm saying? So to me, I felt like if they could have took that and made it like a, a thing that he was, like, when he do, like, or or if, like, say he killed somebody, and he just started laughing. Like, to me, I thought that would have been a lot more useful than, you know what I'm saying, like him being anxious or him, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or him being... uh you know what I'm saying? Like him faking the laugh. Cause I noticed in the movie, like he would fake laugh and you could tell the yeah. distinction between all of the laughs. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell the difference when he would fake laugh because he would fake laugh to, to try to fit in. But the awkward laugh was more of a, I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. So I'm going to, yeah, that was the disorder. Like, yeah. His natural reaction was to laugh. Like I used, like on my podcast was, you know, my autistic son, like he would, when he would get angry or he would get really excited, he used to bite his finger a lot. Right. And it's like, that's just like a disorder that he does. Like that's the way that he shows emotion to certain things. Yeah. Or, like, or, or like his way of coping with it. Right. 
Yeah. Okay. And and like you know, and they use that with the laugh, but like like you said, with the one in the Dark Knight, like he would like he would like lick the side of his mouth and he would do it like in a certain way. Uh-huh. And he also like kind of twitch his head. Yeah. But like, but like I think that we got enough from the Heath Ledger one to be like, and just the way that he would talk to. Like when he sat down and had that moment with uh uh what's my man's name that was the uh uh Harvey Dent. Yeah. Just listening to what he told Harvey, it's like, you know, I felt like we got enough of his background to where if they was gonna do an origin, it would have to be what would fit from the dark night. Yeah, but I like- feel like to me, to me, I felt like when when they did the the trailer, right? To me, it seemed like he was just going to be like a failed comedian, which to me was to me I could have took that and was and understood his origin from that. Like he was trying to be a comedian, the shit didn't work. He was probably getting booed on stage all the time. But then when they turned around, it was like, well, he was a clown, and then like somehow that just got in. Like it to me, it, the movie was just too everywhere. Like, to where the shit didn't, like, make sense to me. Like, he was a clown at first. And then, like, somehow, for some odd reason, he wanted to be a comedian. But the the only way he could, or or the reason he wanted to be a comedian was to be on the Murray show. And I mean, it was just, it was, it was so much shit that just didn't make that connection for me. I, I just, as a fan of the Joker, I was just like, yo, this is some bullshit. Yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't blown away by it. Like, I've talked about it. But it wasn't in the sense of like, man, this movie was so good. I yeah. had to talk about it. Yeah. It was like it's the, it's a huge topic at this time. I'm a huge fan of the Joker. <clears throat> and it was like the the direction that they took it, they just made it seem like, well, if people were nice to him and he and he was <laughs> yeah. able to get the help that he needed and he was able to stay on his meds, this wouldn't have happened. Right, and that's why I was saying, like, to me, I felt like that whole PC theme of it, it kind of ruined the movie only because it was just like, to me, I for, I felt like it was more so of a PSA than it was an actual R-rated Joker movie. Because th- to me, I felt like they could have took it down a whole nother lane as far as him actually becoming the Joker. Him doing shit, because, like, the Joker wasn't necessarily just going around killing people. The Joker was robbing banks. He was he was plotting against Batman. He was doing all kind of shit. So when they even even the fact that they didn't even have like a Batman figure in the movie to me was just like, I I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. If they want if they wanted to take a PC approach, like actually do something. Uh-huh. Like, we don't have we don't have enough mental health facilities around here. There you go. Have, and they didn't like they didn't even bring up the whole Arkham Asylum shit. Yeah, he only went in it one time. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, was to, that was stupid. That was to go get his birth certificate. Exactly. When, yeah. So it was like, and then they showed him in there, uh-huh. but it was really quick. Like we didn't really see like what he went through while he was in there. Like exactly. They didn't. They didn't show Arkham enough. Like we, we didn't get to meet any of the people in there. Uh-huh. It was like they you know, didn't have Harley Quinn in the motherfucker. They ain't had shit, man. They had nothing. And it's like, <laughs> well, we had the quick cameo from from a man from Atlanta. Yeah. But, um, 
But like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said that shit too. When I said him, I was like, oh shit, that's Paperboy. Yeah, man, Paperboy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was like we had to quit the thing with Paperboy. But like, yeah, I felt like it wasn't enough. Uh, I will say this though: Did you get to hear um, Western Bros? Uh, thing on the Joker. Yeah, yeah, I, with him, with okay. uh, Andrew and Akash. Yeah. One thing that they said I agree with was if they do another Joker movie and with, but you have Batman in it, it would have to be more of like how the Joker was 30 minutes in the Dark Knight. Uh-huh. Batman would have to be 30 minutes in this. Like it would have to yeah, be another yeah. Joker movie, but Batman is in it. Well, but we're focusing on the Joker. I think that, I think that it would be a lot more beneficial to have Batman in it, like to do that and have Batman in it in, in like a 30, maybe 45 minute, um, time span. Because if you really like, even if they did it, like, even if they, he'd have made like a five minute cameo in this one, it would have made the movie a thousand times better. Cause now you see, that correlation between both of them, like he might have did some shit, like he ended up getting the gang together and decided, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna start doing crime. He could have accidentally robbed the bank or some shit, and then was like, yo, this shit worked. Let me start doing this. Then become the Joker, get his crew together. They go rob a bank, and then like Batman pop up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like just for the small sake of it, like they just to me, I just felt like they missed so many areas to where it would have really made it a great not even just a comic book movie, but just a great origin story. Like, because if you know anything about the Joker origin story, the, the closest one that, that everybody uses is, um, is the origin story where he was Jack and he was the, uh, he was, uh, he was a criminal. He ended up getting pushed over into the Vata chemicals and ACE chemicals and then that turned his mind crazy. It bleached the skin and all that shit, which was the, the origin story that they used in the original Batman movie with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. So yeah. you didn't have to necessarily use that with them going their own way and creating their own Joker um, storyline. You could have just used him as being an failing comedian. He probably would have had to, you know what I'm saying, like lose his mom or some shit. He had to pay rent, couldn't pay rent. And then he was like, fuck it. He wasn't getting the, the com, you know what I'm saying, the comedy, uh, love that he was supposed to get. And then he said, fuck it, I'm gonna go rob some banks. He robbed a couple motherfucking banks. And then now he's starting off as, you know what I'm saying, the criminal joker as we know. You know what I'm saying? Or they could have been like, uh, he could have, like, his nickname could even have been like the Clown Prince of Comedy or whatever. And then he used that as the Clown Prince of Crime. I mean, they could have did a whole bunch of shit to just bring this shit all around. To me, I feel like they didn't necessarily do the research enough to incorporate certain aspects of Joker into this movie, which to me just made it like a motherfucker wanted to recreate the Joker and then also add in the woes of society into a story that didn't necessarily reflect on society today, but just reflected on society as a whole. Because even if you think about it, like what no, like what no awareness of mental illness, 
like that in the fucking 80s. Because, I mean, like, the shit was old. Like, and then, even I said it, like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, God damn, got them run down in the motherfucker to have fucking the Wayne Industries in this motherfucker. Like, this shit is horrible. They had graffiti everywhere and shit. They didn't even show, like, the, the rich places. I'm like, this shit was trash, man. It, it was just, it, it was too many open spots in that movie for me. Yeah, and then I don't think that, like, even even the the way that it ended, like, after he left, uh-huh. well, you know, the, well, the police took him out, so he's in the police car, then there's an accident, so they get him out of the car, so he's laid out on top of the police car, and all right. these people got their face painted, and then someone goes and shoots the Waynes in the alley or whatever, so it's like, can you really say that, that, was, that the Joker is responsible for these crazy ass people that just go around with yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they made it seem like basically, um, to me, I felt like they made it seem like because of him, the Waynes died, but not necessarily because of him. Like he had an effect on the people, which uh, you know, saying somehow connected towards that death, but it wasn't because of him that they died. Exactly. But but they're trying to make it. But the like the way it's like the way they tie it is like, well, Bruce being at the age that he is, uh-huh. and then it's like okay, so now you're gonna have this vendetta against the Joker because the same night that he shoots, you know, this man on TV, and then all of these people who gravitated towards him wanted to go out and commit all these crimes and they killed his parents uh-huh. that same night. It's like. Oh no, man! That's a lot of circumstantial. Stuff. Yeah, like 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 too many coincidences. And then like yeah. to me, it was just like the way that the people gravitated towards him, and then like all of a sudden everybody started wearing like clown masks out of nowhere. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here! Like, what the fuck? Does, how the fuck did this happen? Like, okay, he shot three people on he, he shot three people on the subway, and then all of a sudden the whole goddamn city is is behind him. Like, that, to me, I don't know, man. To me, this shit just didn't, I don't know. It, it just didn't click for me, man. I, so, I I don't know. It, I know a lot of people saying that it's a great movie and shit. And like I said, with the with with the basis of the way that they do the Joker as far as, like, he doesn't have a legit origin story, I felt like that they kept that intact because, we, like I said, you really can't pinpoint why he became the Joker. But what I do know is, is that they fucked this movie up. Man, if they if they want to make a good origin movie, man, go look at uh the Wolverine one. That one was a whole lot better. Hold on, which one? In this shit. <laughs> uh, the or the origins of Wolverine. <laughs> no, man, that movie was trash. Man, that movie was good. <laughs> that movie was, that movie was good. Horrible. It was all no. Well, I mean the story of it though. No, the story. Like, the story. Yeah, the, they they had they had a good story behind it, but the movie I mean, in the itself story, the movie was trash. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, man. Will I am was trash. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you why it was trash to me at least. The movie was trash because I bought it on bootleg, and when I bought it on bootleg, and this is all my fault though. Well, when I bought it on bootleg. They had a scene in the movie right at the end where he's fighting um, whatever the thing is. It's basically Deadpool. He's fighting Deadpool, but they took Deadpool and created the um, the what, what was it? Like he was he was everything, man. Like yeah, he, he but, was taking DNA from everybody. But he was supposed to be over. he was supposed to be mutant X or some shit like that, right? That's what they yeah. that's what they're supposed to be making him in the movie. 
and he had like the uh the uh the laser beams in his eyes and everything, right? So yeah. you know how when they CGI shit, they do it on the computer. Uh-huh. And the scene where he uses his laser eyes to destroy that little like thing that they sitting on, it would turn into that. Like whatever they did on the computer would be on the screen, so it wouldn't even be like the character. It was like two gray dudes, and then it was a gray thing, and then like <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So, like, throughout the movie, like, I don't know if, like, these motherfuckers is, like, whoever bootleg this shit is a fucking, they gotta find this nigga because he ruined bootlegs forever. When I seen that shit, we was watching it, I was like, yo, that's not supposed to be in the goddamn movie, that's supposed to be in editing. And I seen that shit, and I just started laughing, like, oh, damn, this shit is crazy. I mean, like, I seen behind-the-scenes shit that I wasn't supposed to see on that bootleg. Like, that whole bootleg was fucked up. So when I finally seen the real movie on FX, finally, and I watched it, the only thing I do now is every time at that at the end of that movie where, like, he try to knock him off the thing and then he uses eyes and shit, I laugh because I keep remembering the CGI shit that I saw. So I'm like, yeah, that yeah. shit was hilarious, man. But, yeah. yeah like, what you need to do is you need to find the dude that made that bootleg and go out, look, you need to go get some inside sources on some other shit. That I was for real. Do. For real, because like, I seen all kind of shit, man. No, I just mean, like, as far as, like, as far like, Wolverine actually killing his own dad. He, the dude that he thought was his dad wasn't his dad. Right. And then the dude that was, then he got his brother, Sabretooth. Right, right, like, right. Okay, they go through all of these fucking wars because they don't know what else to do. They want to uh-huh. fight. So it shows them going through all of these wars and shit. But, like, but I'm meaning, like, skip the whole plot of the shit. I'm talking about, like, when they showed that part, yeah, like that, like and you then, said, the actual story was good. Yeah, yeah, and then like towards the end, because it's like, why is this dude so hung up on fucking Gene? Uh-huh. And it's because the girl that he was in love with, you know, she looked like Gene. Yeah, yeah. And so then when he when they took his memory away, and then he finally met the real. Gene or whatever, uh-huh. he was ups- he was, it, it explains him being obsessed with her because yeah. it's probably the only thing that he could remember uh-huh. was because his memory was taken away. Right. So it explains why he was so obsessed with Gene and why he was so in love with Gene and how he could never let him, her go. Because that's the only thing he had as far as everything else before he got his shit wiped. Yeah, exactly. See, that's like what I'm saying. See, see how that makes sense. Like nobody can put no shit like that in the Joker. Oh, he killed his mom, so he went crazy. No, motherfucker, that shit don't even. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just that to me, the movie it it just wasn't what I thought it was gonna be, man. I'm gonna go back and watch it uh, when we get done, just to you know, what I'm saying if I can see anything, man. But uh, if you guys uh, that's listening, man, if y'all have any input on the Joker, y'all want to say something, y'all already know, man. Hit me up at Scoots Bronson on Twitter. Um, you can hit S.Foster up at S-D-O-T Foster 8 on Twitter um, and let him know, you know what I'm saying, your ideas as well. Um, but with that being said, man, uh, that's, that's all I got for you, bro, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Plug your shit. Let everybody know where they can find you and what they can listen to, all that good stuff, bro. All right, uh, like he already said, the Twitter, uh, the handle is also the same thing on Instagram. You know, uh, say it all out is s.foster8. Uh, follow the Stolen Time Facebook page um, at Stolen Time Podcast. That stolen is S-T-O-L apostrophe N. Um, 
Also, uh, like I told him, I dropped a 28 minutes or less on the last, the last episode I have up where I spoke about the Joker movie and also spoke about the, uh, the Wu-Tang docuseries. So uh, the, all that stuff is on the same Stolen Time uh, podcast page. Uh, my stuff is on iTunes and it's on SoundCloud. All right, man, and uh, I want to thank you for coming on, bro. I do appreciate you, man, and um, we're going to have to link up about some other stuff uh, very soon. Um, I got something I want to work with you on as far as some sports stuff too, man, so I'm going to talk to you later. Uh, Like I said, man, thank you for coming on, bro. I appreciate y'all. Y'all go give my man a follow, man. Follow this guy, man. Go listen to his podcast, bro. He does amazing fucking work, and with that said, bro, thank you again, man. All right, appreciate it, brother. All right, bro. All right, bro. Yeah, man, that's my guy, man, Esdai Foster. I appreciate him. Um, Man, this, listen, bro, it, it ain't enough words I can say about that dude right there, man. He he does amazing, uh, amazing work on his podcast. He was one of the reasons um, that I was even able to really sit down and do podcasts by myself. Because it was a point in time to where, because um, he also has a co-host, and, and it was times to where he would do them by himself just to get out extra points and everything uh, that he couldn't get out on his original podcast. And, you know, when you can have that kind of influence on somebody and you can have that kind of inspiration on somebody, man, that's that's one in a million, man. So, um, salute to him, man. I, I thank him a lot, bro. He he always come through for me, man, and, and he does, you know what I'm saying, so much work, and he, and he really puts a lot of love and effort into what he does, and I appreciate everything that he does for not just, for not just me, but just podcasting in general, so salute to him. And, um, man, with that being said, we don't have any listener mail this week. Um, but you already know if you want to send in any listener mail, you can hit up the email at alreadyhomepodcast.com. And you can send us questions. If you want some advice, you can give us that. If you want to just uh, talk about some shit or if it's a topic that I didn't mention that you want to hear, man, hit us up, man. Alreadyhomepodcast at gmail.com. And then uh, we can do that in the listener segment. So, I'm sorry, listener mail segment. So, um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go to the last word. That shit is fucking trash, dog. Yeah, man. So, um, my last word about everything um, on this podcast is topiced around uh, self love. Um, I think that with us being in the age of social media and being around. All the things that we're around, we see so many people who seem perfect and so many people who seem like they have everything together as far as the way that they look, as far as their businesses, as far as their life, as far as um, the, their professional life, their social life, and all these other things that we end up looking to them as achievements and goals. And we put a higher standard on ourselves than, uh, ne- than what's necessary. And I feel like that that is a, a huge part of missing the key ingredient, which is self-love. Um, you have to be uh, very, very honest with yourself. And you, you have to understand that a lot of the stuff that is going on in your life is because of you. And uh, uh, some of it has 
to deal with the circumstances that you're in, of course, but a lot of it has to do uh, deal with you. I think that if, if you make some changes, um, be it minor or major, if you just make changes in your life that you are happy with, right, that you um, approve of, then a lot of stuff in your life is going to change. If you feel like that you don't look a certain way, then I feel like you have to take the time to figure out what you can do yourself to make yourself feel better about what you look like. And even if it's something as small as um, just going to the gym and, and running on the treadmill for 30 minutes, whatever the case may be, man, just do as much as you can to better yourself, whether you want to sit down and start reading books, whether you want to uh, do something as small as uh, wearing a different type of makeup, if that's what makes you feel better, whatever it is, you just need to do what you need to do in order to feel better. Start um, start making things not just accessible to you, but start making things in the sense to where you don't have to worry about whether or not, um, you know, whether or not they're going to be accepted by everybody else. We have to stop caring so much about what people think about us and what people say about us and stop taking that as um, concrete as we do. You know, people are always going to have their own opinions. People are always going to have their own ideas. But we shouldn't take so much stake and claim into what everybody else has to say or think about us and make that our reality. You can create your own reality. You have to create your own narrative. And at the end of the day, you have to believe that you yourself are as beautiful as you ever want to be and as you are. You don't understand just how how great it is to be happy about being you. A lot of the times you are the best person to be around without even knowing it. And if you just take the time to do some things that you like to do, and uh, if you take the time to start paying attention to yourself more so than you pay attention to everybody else, then I think that a lot of things in this world can change and a lot of our ideas and self-reflection is um, is something that we need to do as well. But I think that all that can change as well. So at the end of the day, man, love yourself because nobody is going to love you like you love you. And that's that's it. Those are my last words, man. Um, and so um, now that that's up out the way, man, you know what I'm saying? End of the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, once again, a shout out to S. Dow Foster. Shout out to his co-host, Uncle Washington, with the Stolen Time podcast and the 28 Minutes or Less podcast. Shout out to my guy, Phantom305. Man, I got a chance to talk with him on Twitter this week. Um, shout out to the homegirl, It's Chris, on Twitter and her podcast, Shenanigans with Friends. Um, shout out to my guy, E and James, with the First Class podcast. And, um... Man, just salute to everybody, man, doing their motherfucking thing out there, holding it down. If you want to get in contact with me, man, you already know, hit me up on Twitter, at Scoose Bronson. If you want to get in contact uh, and show some love to my guy, Gang, hit him up on Twitter, at Detroit underscore Gang. Hit him up on Instagram, Detroit Gang 84. If you want to get in contact with the podcast, hit us up on Twitter, Already Home Podcast. I'm sorry, at Already Home Pod on Twitter or Instagram is Already Home Podcast. Um, and if you want to email us, man, and tell us about some topics that we missed or you want some advice.
advice or anything like that, you can always email us and send us uh, some love and everything else at alreadyhomepodcast at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, man, that's what I, you know, that that's all I got, man. Thank you, guys. Happy Halloween. You already know what it is. Yeah, we get back into it. I got the spooky voice. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, I'm just joking around, bro. But you already know, man. Um, happy Halloween, everybody um, out there, man. And you already know, um, it ain't where you from. It's where you at. This is the Already Home Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. We out! 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 We out!